Don't you think you ought to be getting back? Yes, you're right. I'm just running away from it. Don't you feel it, though? What's that? Now that the time has come, don't you feel an absurd desire to take this whole wonderful little world of ours and drag it off with you somewhere safe? Somewhere where evil-minded men won't be able to chuck their bombs and poison gas about and destroy what we love so much? Don't you feel that? Or am I talking the most absolute nonsense? No, you're not. You know exactly what you mean. Felt virtually the same myself. Did you? Sure, I knew you would. I knew that somehow. I, I mean, we have our differences, don't we? But uh, we do understand each other, wouldn't you say, Tristan? I'd say so. Yes. Yeah. One other thing. When we get back to whatever horror there is, I, I mean, if the worst happened, I, I think it will have done. I want you to promise me one thing. What? Don't do anything damn foolish. Me? Yeah, I mean, don't be a coward, but uh, don't go in for any empty heroics. Well, I'm not likely to. On the contrary, it's just exactly the sort of damn fool irresponsible thing you are likely to do. And... Well, just don't, that's all. No use, Siegfried. Transmission will start in five seconds from now. Welcome to Waffle On Podcast, the podcast that brings you a good deal of chat about classic TV and films from around the world. My name is Meds, and sadly, again, I'm flying solo. Oh, dearie me, unfortunately, I've put up with my dulcet tones. Uh, Mr. Kelly, although currently now in his newer home, has no floorboards. Mmm. You'd think they would have come with the house. <laughs> no, the whole of his house is, is currently in um, been stripped down, so it's it's very bare, and obviously he's got to do that. So, but he promises he will be back next month in November. So it'd be great to have him back. So looking forward to that. Um, so uh, on this program, I'm going to cover one of my favourite TV programs, All Creatures Great and Small, and I will also briefly mention the two films. So without further ado, let's play the iconic theme tune. From the BBC TV series.
Uh, the theme tune there for All Creatures Great and Small was written as KPM Library Music in 1968 by Johnny Pearson. It was chosen by producer Bill Sellers, who had early selected Pearson's Sleepy Shores as the theme for the TV programme Owen MD. No idea what that is. Got to be honest with you. Now, two versions of the theme tune were used in the opening tolls. Now, as I am uh, will edit this later on and put the music in, I don't know which one it is. Um, <laughs> but they're very similar. Now, the version used in the first one was a more flute-orientated. Meanwhile, the version used for the second was a piano-based one. And you can tell this because of the nice piano thing. And it's actually named Piano Parchment. So I don't know which one we've got. Um, but... Um, Either way, it's a great theme tune. Uh, I absolutely love it. And it reminds me of the reason why I wanted to do this uh, this quick podcast. I'll say quick, I don't know how long it's going to be. was because uh, All Creatures and Grand Small was always, I'm sure it was always shown on a Sunday night. And it's one of these things that I've always said, we seem to lack good Sunday night TV. And, and by that I mean, I like to have me personally a TV program that I can just relax to and it's nice and quiet it's probably the reason why Kel uh, <laughs> Kel doesn't like doing these kind of podcasts because he likes stuff with people's heads <laughs> chopped off but you know it's like Last of the Summer Wine uh, Midsummer Murders Inspector Morse Lewis all this kind of good stuff uh, Darling Buds of May it was always like a Sunday night uh, evening program and you kind of relaxed you down no no you got to go to work the next day um, we seem to lack that now uh, although Lewis is back I think Lewis is now on a Friday for some reason I don't know Anyway, um, All Creature Grand Small, uh, the films and, and the uh, TV series, was based on the books by James Herriot. Now, James Herriot is a pen name. Uh, he was actually uh, James Alfred Wright, more commonly known as Alfred Wright. He was born the 3rd of October 1916 in Sunderland, in County Durham, and died on the 23rd of February 1995 at the age of 78 in uh, Philby, North Yorkshire. Now, he took the pen name. Any football fans out there, or any Scottish football fans out there, you might quite like this. He took a pen name, choosing James Herriot, after seeing the Scottish goalkeeper, Jim Herriot, play for Birmingham City in a televised game against Manchester United. Um, so that's a little bit of a... Because me coming from Birmingham, being a uh, Birmingham well, Birmingham City football fan, although I don't go to the games, if I have to choose, they are my allegiance. Cal being a Baggies fan, boo. Anyway... Um, so come on. So first, let's look at the two feature films that came out before the TV series. Now, both are available on VHS, if you still have a video player. But only the first feature, uh, aptly named or Creatures Grand Small, is available on DVD. Uh, the sequel, It Shouldn't Happen to a Vet, so far has not had a DVD release. Now, I have it on DVD, but it's only because I've got my um, VHS player connected to... Uh, a hard drive DVD recorder so I recorded my VHS copy onto DVD just so that um, the VHS wouldn't wear out it's a pretty dodgy copy but uh, still I'm glad I've got it anyway so the first film and the first film All Creatures Great and Small uh, came out on the 9th of May 1975 87 minutes long it was directed by Claude Watman produced by David Suskind and Dwayne Bogey screenplay by Hugh Whitmore and it was based on the two books It Own, If Only They Could Talk and it shouldn't happen to a vet by James Herriot. Music was by Wilfred Josephs. And it was distributed by EMI Films. Uh, the main cast in this, a uh, lovely cast, was Simon Ward played James Herriot. Anthony Hopkins played Siegfried Farnan, and a wonderful job he did too. Lisa Harrow played Helen Alderson. Now, Lisa would return in the sequel, uh, it shouldn't happen, uh, shouldn't happen to a vet. And Brian Sterner played Tristan Farnan. Freddie Jones as Cranford. And John Collin as Mr. Alderson. 
The premise of the film, uh, it is 1937 and newly qualified vet James Heriot travels to Yorkshire to apply for the post of assistant in Siegfried Farnan's practice. He soon learns the facts of country life but struggles to overcome the prejudices of the Darabee locals who are sceptical of the novice vet's abilities. In between cases, James courts pretty farmer's daughter Helen Alderson and finally marries her at the end. Now, Filming locations for this film, it's a beautiful film if you get a chance to see it. Uh, both Simon Ward and Anthony Hopkins play so well off each other. And uh, you'll get to see how beautiful um, uh, Yorkshire and North Yorkshire is. Uh, it, it's such a beautiful part of England. Um, so the filming locations, when James goes to the gramophone record evening, that's the Pickering Parish Hall in Hallgarth, Pickering. Um, when uh, James and Helen see the wrong film, that's at the Empire Cinema in Station Square in Whitby. Skeldow House, which is the main uh, veterinary practice, is actually Handgate Hall in Hungate Pickering. Uh, when James and Helen East eat ice cream by the seaside, that again is Whitby on Marine Parade. And the Darby Market Square, where James got off the bus at the beginning of the film, is a marketplace in Moulton. Um, the, uh, what else? Oh yeah, uh, when James and Helen get married, that's St Michael's Church in Marketplace, Moulton again. And, of course, when James first gets on the bus to Darabee, that's at York Station in York. Now, the wonderful thing about Yorkshire is that virtually you can you can watch the film or have a look on the internet and all these places still look exactly the same. That's the wonderful thing about it. The sequel, It Shouldn't Happen to a Vet, came out on the 11th of April 1976, running at 93 minutes, again produced by, uh, sorry, distributed by AMI Films. It was directed by Eric Till, produced by Margaret Matheson, screenplay by Alan Platter, and it was based on the two books um, Let Sleeping Vets Lie and A Vet in Harness, of course, by James Herriot. The story continues where all creatures great and small ended and follows the lives of James, Helen and Siegfried from 1938 until the outbreak of the Second World War. Now, the main cast in this, now, uh, John Alderton played, uh, most well-known for playing uh, police, uh, John Alton took over the role as James Heriot, and Colin Blakely played Siegfried Farm. Colin Blakely, of course, was in the wonderful film Private Life of Sherlock Holmes. Lisa Howard returned as Helen, and other uh, actors was Bill Maynard as Hinchcliffe, Paul Shelley as Richard, Richard Pearson as Granville, and Liz Smith as Miss Dodds. And an interesting little fact here, uh, Richard Griffith, uh, most well-known, of course, to people as being in With Now and I, and, of course, the Harry Potter films, um, this was his very first film role. Now, filming locations for this was Arkengarth in North Yorkshire, all these in North Yorkshire, Reith, uh, Richmondshire, Swaldale, and uh, Skeldale House was the village green in Reith. The Yorkshire Dales, of course, plays an incredible part, uh, most notably the, um, the Yorkshire Dales, which is beautiful. So if you can, of course, get a chance to... Um, see those two films please do because they are great um and again unfortunately only available on on vhs or dvd um so the tv series sorry if i'm out of breath i had to go and run and answer the door um <laughs> so the tv series all creatures great and small now the original run uh original run original run uh, ran from the 8th of January 1978 and finished on the 24th of December 1990. There was a big break uh, in between those. Um, it ran from 1978 to 1985 and um, and then came back in 1988. There was a, a three-year gap. Um, it was created by Bill Sellers, written by James Herriot, because the first few series was based on James Herriot's books. And when they came back, it was because Bill Sellers was able to convince um, James Herriot that um, 
you know they could they could honor his stories his original premise by actually creating new scripts he didn't want anything else being made. He only wanted his scripts being used. But when he saw the quality of them, I believe he, he, he gave the go-ahead and, and thankfully did because um, they are wonderful. Mainly directed by Peter Grimwade. And um, there was, say, seven series. I've got all of them on DVD. You can buy a beautiful box set of these. Don't buy them individually um, because you'll end up paying a load more. It's a bit like the Bond films. You know, If you buy the box set, you'll get them at a great deal. You can get the box set for a, a really good price. and I, I, I strongly recommend it. You will really enjoy them. There's 90 episodes in total, all running around about 50 minutes long and was broadcast on BBC One. Now, um, the list of actors here, I'm going to go through them, so please bear with me. Christopher Timothy played the lead role of James Herriot. Um, he was in all episodes. Uh, Robert Hardy, the wonderful Robert Hardy, uh, played Siegfried Farnan, and he played him so well. I love Siegfried's character. I think he's, he's absolutely fantastic. Again, he was in 90 episodes. Uh, people will probably, uh, younger, uh, younger listeners will probably know Robert Hardy from playing uh, Cornelius Fudge in the Harry Potter films. Uh, the wonderful Peter Davison uh, played uh, Tristan Farnan, and he was in 65 episodes. Now, Peter left the series um, because he was out of the commitments mainly. Obviously, he, he became Doctor Who uh, and he was in Campion and, and, and stuff like that, all that good stuff. Um, Linda Bellingham. Uh, the reason why um, I did put this on the Facebook page, but the reason why I decided to do this um, episode, although I've, I've wanted to do All Creatures Great more for a long time, was because sadly Linda Bellingham passed away only a couple of days ago. Um, she had um, cancer. And um, she had such a wonderful, brave smile about it all, and was um, it was joking really right up to the last uh, to the last moment, really. Um, and I saw an interview only a couple of weeks ago, um, twelve days ago actually, in fact. And she 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 seemed really you know really well, but of course you know people can hide things, and um, yeah, so very very much sad news that Linda Bellingham had, had passed away. But she played uh, Helen Harriet. Uh, in the the second part of the series, in forty seven episodes, Cavill Drinkwater um, played the original Helen uh, in thirty nine episodes from seventy eight to nineteen eighty five. Um, Cavill, you can find her on on, uh, on Facebook actually. She owns an olive farm uh, and uh, I think a, a vineyard as well. And she's produced many many books all about um, growing um, olives and, and producing olive oil. Um, uh, Mary Hinglet played Mrs. Hall uh, from 1978 to 1980. She was in 40 episodes. Now, John McGlynn uh, played Callum Buchanan, who was another vet who came in later on, mainly to take over when the episodes when Tristan wasn't around or when Peter Davison wasn't around. You know, I, I kind of liked... I didn't mind John McGlynn, actually, but I, his character was just, just a bit annoying. <laughs> uh, Miss, uh, Mrs. Pumphrey, of course, who had the wonderful dog, uh, Tricky Woo. Um, she was played with Margaret Scott. And she was appeared in seventeen episodes. Uh, John Sharp, the wonderful John Sharp, played Mister Biggins, who was almost like the the foil to to um, Farnan and, and Harriet's practice. Uh, he would always call the vets out at night to, to <laughs> for, you know for the most inane reason. John Sharp, of course, played a wonderful number two in the TV series The Prisoner. Teddy Turner played Hodgkin. Teddy Turner turns up in quite a few things. He was also in uh, Never the Twain, which of course was. Um, part of the conversation I had with you all on the last episode when I, I covered uh, Donald Sindon passing away. Uh, he played um, uh, Windsor Davies's housekeeper. Um, Oliver Wilson and Rebecca Smith played the Heriot's children. Uh, Jean Hayward played Mrs. Alton. Uh, Peter Martin Hanshaw, James Great as Granville Bennett. Uh, James Great appeared or popped up all the way through it. Uh, um, 
Granville Bennett was a, another vet in a local village. Um, they weren't rivals, but Granville had a more modern-day practice, and he was always keeping up to date with things, and he had the money to spend it on. But he always liked a good tipple. He always loved a good drink. And every time they went over there, James and Seafree, they'd always ultimately end up getting absolutely smashed. And the amount of times James would say, oh, I'm not going to get drunk, I'm going to be fine. And he'd end up coming home just, just absolutely kind. Wonderful episodes, though, what they were when James Great was in. Now, John Collin uh, appears as Mr. Alderson. Now, you'll remember John, uh, John actually appeared in the film All Creatures Great and Small playing the same character. Um, some facts here. I, I do apologize. I'm going to read this off because I've taken it straight from uh, the internet. So bear with me if I, I slip up. Uh, the only, this is the only trouble I think when we're doing solo shows. Is of course, I, I don't really have Kel to bounce off to, which is a which is the reason why I don't particularly like doing them. But uh, bear with us. Hopefully, it's, uh, you'll find this interesting. Now, the leading role was taken by Christopher Timothy after Simon Ward, who had played the part in the '75 film, and John Alderton, uh, and also Richard Beckinsale all turned it down. Now, Richard Beckinsale was um, is not most well known for playing uh, uh, Gobba in uh, in Porridge, and it was also in Rising Damp. Sadly, uh, died at such a just an incredibly young age, really, really tragic age. Uh, he's the father of Kate Beckinsale. Now, Bill Sellers, the producer, wanted to give the role to Christopher Timothy from the outset, but the powers to be wanted a, a large, you know, a, a well-known name. Um, therefore, uh, Sellers asked Timothy if he would accept the role of Tristan Farnan. And uh, he has this to say, I had a wife, I had children, I had a mortgage to pay, and I wasn't working. So I said, no, it's heavier or nothing. And Timothy put everything on the line, and I got home one night about 9 o'clock, and my wife was washing up in the kitchen. I walked into the kitchen, and she said, that's any way by the way, you've got the heavier part. Uh, Christopher Timothy also stated that after all of the roles had been cast except that of Harriet, one of the directors says, why don't we give the part to Christopher Timothy and make him a name? In 2003, Timothy said that Alf Wright wrote him a letter after the series started saying, you are the Harriet I wrote about. And really, that is a compliment. You, you, you know, that's a seriously good compliment. The cantankerous and eccentric Siegfried Farnan is played by Robert Hardy. Some writers considered him an explosion, and all they needed to do was light the fuse and bang, he would lose his temper, which was a great bore, explained the actor. So I ended up occasionally writing my own scenes. I did make a nuisance of myself, and I'm afraid I made enemies amongst some of the younger writers. But that's necessary. Out of these battles come, if you're lucky, quality, and it needs steel and a stone to make a spark. And you know what? His contribution to the role of Siegfried Farnan is what made that program a success. Uh, he would simply say, this is nonsense, I'm not doing it, laughed Peter Davison about Seafried, uh, about um, about Robert Hardy. Um, now, he was often known as Mr. Tristan by housekeeper Mrs. Hall, uh, and his character was based on James Herrick's real-life colleague, Brian Sinclair. I think I lied about every aspect of playing the part of playing Davison. I said I smoked, and I didn't smoke. I said I drank, but I didn't drink. I said I knew a bit about animals, and I didn't know anything about animals, and Tristan likes nothing more than slipping out to the drover's arms for a pint or two of best Yorkshire bitter whenever the opportunity presents itself, and one of his several traits that annoys his brother. Others include his punishment for sleeping late, failing his exams, and spending too much time chasing women. In the episode The Prodigal Returns, when Seafried mistakenly thinks his brother is impersonating a client on the other end of the telephone line, 
A few home truths come out. Mr. Biggins, if you've got it into your head that young Mr. Farnham is a veterinary surgeon of any quality whatsoever, let me dispute you of the idea immediately. He is nothing more than a slothful, drunken, incompetent lecher. He will soon be seeking employment elsewhere. Uh, Tristan's party piece is a rendition of the Mad Conductor, uh, Benito Mussolini conducting the neurosynthetic strings which he performs in Out of Practice and The Healing Touch. Helen Herriot, Nee Alderson, is played by Cavill Drinkwater in the first three series and two specials, then by Linda Bellingham in the final four series. Mary Hignett plays housekeeper Mrs Hall in the first three series, unfortunately she, sadly she passed away, with Mrs Hubbard Marjorie Suldall in the 1983 Christmas special. Mrs Greenhall, Judy Wilson, in the 1985 special and series 4, episodes 1 to 5, and Miss Alton, Jean Haywood, in series 7, inheriting the roles. A housekeeper by the name of Mary preceded Miss Hall, who is a widow after the death of her husband, Arthur. Now, the locations used in the TV series of All Creatures Great and Small were filmed in North Yorkshire, with some filmed at Bolton Castle and in the village of Askwick, which doubled for the fictional Darabee. Their original would be filmed in Derbyshire, but Robert Hardy took offence at the plan and threatened to walk out of the producer's office, probably because of the fact that he believed that um, it would be you know, an insult to the people of Yorkshire. Which is probably right, actually. Uh, some indoor scenes, all of those including Scudder House, were shot at the wonderful Pebble Mill Studios in Birmingham, um, which is good. Now, of course... Um, James Herriot in real life was was born in Sunderland but moved to Scotland and, and picked up a Scottish accent. And there's none of the actors in the films, or Chris Timothy played, Christopher Timothy Welsh, but none of them played um, him with a, a Scottish accent. There's recently been a young James Herriot TV programme on in which he did have that. I can't comment on that TV series because I didn't actually see it, so I don't know what it's like. Um, the wonderful thing I found about um, all creatures great and small is the fact the stories are so rounded and so perfect and there is a little bit of story arc that goes all the way through it i mean the first part was um up to the the, first, the second world war sorry and then the the next big bunch of series come after that with james kind of suffering almost like shell shock and it's quite disturbing to see but he gets over it but that's how important that program was it brought up those kind of debates about it all um peter davison was always my favorite uh, in fact if we if me and my wife had a daughter but if he was going to have a son I wanted to name him either Tristan or Harrison um, you can guess why the other one <laughs> um, what else is there yeah again the, the beautiful locations is also an important part of what makes all creatures great and small a little bit like Last of the Summer Wine which was filmed in Holmfirth. Um, you know you watch Last of the Summer Wine and a lot of it is, is almost the, the scenery taking the, the main stage of the of, of the TV programme Almost like the actors taking second place. And sometimes I think that is with all creatures great and small. The wonderful secondary characters that always turn up there. And of course, um, seeing them um, performing almost real life kind of things like delivering calves, and, which involves you know having your hand up places, um, is always wonderful to see. And I don't know anyone of, of my generation or those people who saw all creatures great and small, maybe even now. I wanted to become a vet after seeing it. And I love the idea of driving around in New Yorkshire Dales and... And, and looking after animals um, obviously I also went to be a policeman after seeing the first series of The Bill and there you go what happened I became a writer and, en- and an engineer <laughs> uh, anyway um, that's all it for me for talking about what creatures great and small apologise again if it seems like I've rushed it um, yeah, as again as I said earlier on I suppose I can apologise a thousand times but there's, there's not much point you, you kind of like when you've got someone to bounce off there's more conversation of course we called Waffle On because we waffle on about different kinds of things 
I'm not fully aware. I haven't gone into detail about all the actors and everything like that. But um, again, that's something I like. I tend to like to do with with Cal. Um, I've got some um, comments that came out. So let me just grab my phone if I can find it. Where are you? Yeah, and I'll read those out. Um, yes, it's live, ladies and gentlemen. So, and um, we put this on Facebook. Now remember that um, if you want to join our Facebook group. Please do um, just type in uh, Waffle on Podcast uh, in the search engine on Facebook, and of course you'll find us. Uh, we do have, which you can find on our Podbean site. Uh, and if you're on an email address, let me know if you want to go on an email address because we send all the information out. We do have um, a Amazon affiliates link, uh, which basically means that if you click on the link on our page, it takes you to Amazon, and whenever you buy, um, we get like I don't know. 0.2% or something um, from them as advertising them. It doesn't cost you anything. You still pay the same amount for whatever you buy from Amazon. But it helps us out a little bit. So this is what we got on our Facebook page. Uh, Chris Morley. Uh, Morley. Uh, who was the character she played in Doctor Who? Answers on the postcard. Ah, well, I think that was in Trial of a Time Lord. And I think she played the Inquisitor. I think that's what that's up my head. Mark Hunt. Uh, after Doctor Who, All Creatures Great and Small was the second British TV series I followed religiously as a kid. Uh, me, I put um, uh, this is me here on Facebook because of Tristan that I didn't go nuts when Tom Baker regenerated. Of course, because Peter Davis, I started watching Doctor Who with Tom Baker, and when uh, he regenerated into, to, to uh, in my mind, Tristan Farnan, he was brilliant. In fact, Peter Davison has been quoted as saying that he basically plays his Doctor as Tristan, but as a Time Lord. Timothy Harrison, hi Tim, um, just become a father. Timothy, yeah, so well done you, good man. Uh, some of my favourite childhood memories were getting to stay up a bit late to watch All Creatures. What a great show. Gavin Burr, great theme tune and opening, closing credits. Fantastic characters, beautifully played by all actors involved. No weak links, tricky woo. James, just a very normal, hard-working vet. Uh, Linda Bellingham should be commended as Carol Drinkwater was not really missed. Fairly seamless and the series carried on strongly. And Kirsty Walker, uh, hey Kirsty, uh, I remember Linda did a comedy show on Radio 4 called Heated Rollers. Um, so there's our comments. Thank you so much for, for commenting on All Creatures Great and Small and, of course, about Linda Bellingham. It's clearly, this is a programme that is well-loved. If you get a chance to go and buy it, buy it. Buy it from Amazon. Use our link. There you go. Um, I can't tell you what we're going to be doing in November, but both me and Mark will be back together uh, producing another great show, and hopefully um, you'll enjoy that one. And, of course, we've got all the emails to read out, uh, some special ones as well. Thank you for listening. Uh, join our Facebook group page. Follow me on Twitter. I'm Hawkeye Meds on Twitter, or you can follow Waffle on on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Podbean. Give us a review on iTunes. Please do. We haven't had any for a while. And you can follow us on Stitcher Radio as well. Um, that's it. That's all for this month. Happy Halloween, everyone. We haven't done a Halloween show. Damn, we always like to do those. Don't think I can fit one of them in. Anyway, we'll, we'll make up for it, don't worry. Take care and thank you to listening to Waffle On Podcast. Bye-bye. If you would like to voice your opinions in written or vocal form, then please do email the lads at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com and await your views to be aired and then royally torn apart or praised. If you stalk the Internet and hide in such social networks as Facebook, then why not join the group page? It's easy to do. Just type Waffle on Podcast in the search bar, find the page, and join. This has been a Waffle on Production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly.